Oh, very nice. <laughs> that was me warming up my vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Ashley. Matthew. What would you say a clockwork orange is? Not the movie. Just the title. What is a what is a clockwork orange? This is the opening to the podcast? We're just diving right <laughs> in. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hello. My name is Ashley. And my name is Matt. And together, every week, we get hella high and watch a film that is on the AFI 1998 Greatest American Films list. Well blazed out of our minds. Yes, we get together, we get high, but right now we're high every day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the quarantine. <laughs> we're still in quarantine, which is why our podcast is doing the best it's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> why we're actually doing episodes. <laughs> because there's a schedule <laughs> that I'm already panicking that it won't make it in time (laughs) oh my god i think early on i wanted to do thursdays like it's in marketing but i did early on and i'm like oh there's no consistency in life my friend (laughs) and now i'm like i think i can be consistent now because i'm not doing anything at all ever (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh uh yeah we came to uh movie number 46. Are you okay? You look sad. Do I look sad? <laughs> You're like, we can even know my 46. <laughs> I was just stoned. I was just resting my face. But good to know my resting face is a sad face. Wait, let me let me rest my face again. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to do that. You should have known it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. He made the saddest face imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're having a great time coming over here oh, oh my, god. my god if you're new to the cast uh we have fun here <laughs> in a big big way <laughs> big big way big big fun yeah but like you were saying all sad like we're on number 46 which is a clockwork orange a clockwork orange from 1971 this is another stanley kubrick movie kubrick Kubrick. I it Kubrick. Cha- <laughs> the way I say it changes every time I say it, so I don't know. Old Stan Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is how his friends knew him. Um, yes. This is like another one of it. We've just seen 2001 and Doctor Strangelove. And Doctor Strangelove. This fucker makes some weird ass movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird shit. Weird shit that people eat up. <laughs> They eat it up. <laughs> like, Kubrick's one of those fucking names. Yeah. Like, you. that's a respected name. Yeah. So much so that everybody's like, he directed, which I, I believe, he directed the moon landing. Right. Which I'm not I saying did. we haven't been to the moon, we just didn't go that day. Yep. We had Y'all. To be- <laughs> 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 that's my that's my in agreement with you uh uh signal yes um, yomp. Yomp. <laughs> i i'm in complete agreement with you we were just trying to beat whoever we were trying to beat up there and that's why he filmed it for us 
Absolutely. Um, so, I guess I, I said it on, like, the end of the last one, but let's talk about, like, our personal histories with this movie. Wonderful. So, you go first, because you have more of a history with it. Like, yeah, you've seen I it. have a history with this one, uh, because I, I've seen this one. Once. You're a man, and you've definitely seen it. I saw this as a teenage boy. Yes. Whenever that a teenage when boy seek out. seeks out A Clockwork Orange. And luckily, I was already kind of a film kid, so like, um, I wasn't just going to like turn it off after the first 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I rented it. Or not. I watched it on like HBO or whatever uh, once. So this is my second time. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah, so I've seen this before. So it's been like 10 to 15 years since yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, because it was like a teenage boy, but I was a little older, so maybe 15, yeah, probably 15 years. Crazy. So I've never seen this film. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've always known what it is. I always knew it was a Stanley Kubrick movie, and I knew it was weird. And also, you knew it had a bit of a reputation. The the preview images for it are like weird. I knew it was like this otherworldly futurism kind of. He does like a lot of sci fi stuff, so like I got it. I understand this is some weird universe that people are living in. Um, and then like I became aware, like I was aware that there was like a big rape. <laughs> there was a lot of rape stuff yeah. depicted in it. And I was like, ah, you know, like, I've just never had an interest in watching it. And I'm not <laughs> into just, like, being like, oh, that movie has a rape in it? Well, let's pop her in. <laughs> you know, it's uncomfortable. And then also, I, as I was getting older, would go to a bunch of conventions. Like, I've seen, what's his fucking name? Ro- Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. I always say Roddy McDowell. <laughs> um Malcolm McDowell, I've seen him in person, and during a Q&A, the things that the fucking hardcore fans of this movie were asking was, it's alarming. Yeah. And that is what my perspective is going to be informed by talking about this movie. <laughs> yes. Usually we go off on a bunch of tangents. I'm telling you, we're probably going to talk about this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do have like almost two pages of notes here, um, which I usually have four notes. I total. actually don't have a ton of notes, but I have a huge rant in the middle yes. of my page. Yes. And I'm, all of it. I'm so excited. From pretty early on. I stopped writing down stuff after like, you know, I was just like, I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'll get more into like the, the certain type of fan that likes this movie. If you like this movie for like, and you're a normal fucking person, that's fine (laughs) because you like a certain type of filmmaking. Sure. 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 But like the fans I saw in person were strange and view this movie as almost a Bible of living. At least the first, like you said, first half of the movie, the first 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like they've yeah. never like watched the end of it. And honestly, when I was watching this movie, I was like, I feel like the most I know of it exists within the beginning. Right, because that's the stuff that, yeah. So like, I I <laughs> knew, I was so excited to watch this with you. With I me? Have because been of, you know how I feel? So, because I've seen it once, so I know, I know. And you've almost sort of been a little bit dreading it, because like it's been yes. the next one up and we, you know... Yeah, we had one good one, but now we're back up to one that's gonna upset you. Like, I was and obsessed with Streetcar Named Desire. It was so juicy. And this one, I was like, I'm so fucking depressed right now. Uh, but it is it is something... 
about the fandom of this movie <laughs> that totally does that, like totally signifies that because like yes, like you said, there are the fans that are the the film fans mm-hmm. that like this movie. But then there's the fans that like you know people who are super into the Boondock Saints. Yes. In a bad way and like a it's problematic a, it's a way. Joke. Like when you go <laughs> when you go to like some fucking weird college dude's dorm and like he's got like a poster of Boondocks, it's like I think they literally made fun of that in like a Rick and Morty or Solar Opposites or something. There was like a Boondock Saints poster on the fucking wall of a weirdo. Yeah. And I was like, this is such It was in a man cave. Yes. Which is just yes, like yes, 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 very yes. like hyper masculine. Yeah, yeah. Like Ah, that type of person right. is a parody of themselves. Right. But they but they think they are above all. Yeah. In a way. Right. It's very strange. And like, yeah, I feel like this movie fits in with that. And and like almost a very different way. Than also, Boone if you th- like Boondock Saints, that's fine. <laughs> if you like yeah, we're not we're not talking <laughs> I'm talking a little shit about Boondock Saints, but I'm not talking about shit about you if you like I truly, this is one uh, of the things, like, I never saw it, like, growing up because um, I was seeing, like, a really shitty human being. And he was like, I love the Boondock Saints. This tattoo represents the Boondock Saints. And I was just like, you're horrible to me. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to see that movie. <laughs> it's fine. I've seen it. It's not bad. It's just, like, sure. problematic and sure. not great. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it's fine. It's yeah. watchable. So this is different because this is kind of like an art film that is also that. Like yes. it's an art film that also sociopaths have taken in as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a very fine line with this film, which is why I can't wait to get into just talking as about it. As this conversation <laughs> goes on, like by the end, after all of our conversations, I think we can have like a determination based on our personal opinion and how it's been informed through our conversation of whether or not Stanley Kubrick gets away with it or not. Because... <laughs> I actually... I Right now, as we're jumping into this discussion, I sure. have no idea. But I think we can come to a conclusion. I have an idea, and I think it's a no-no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see where we end up, because I have no idea right now, because I have more questions than I do. <laughs> I have, I'm going to interview you during Fantastic. this one. I have a lot of questions at the beginning Fantastic. Of this. Well, can I just say, like... But please start us off here. The movie, like, starts... Like, it says a clockwork... It's like a red screen, and then it says... Well, it's funny. It's like a clockwork orange. That's red. Like, it's a red. <laughs> like, they should have made it orange. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of primary colors, but I don't think I ever showed, like, an orange at any point. Yeah, what is that? I, I don't know what the name means. I don't know what the name means And either. those fucking edgelords are literally like, I know what it means! Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It wasn't apparent in the first watching of it for me. And yeah. the only watching of it for me. Um, but literally it started and it's like the whole thing is like, it is a very like musical movie. Mm. Um, in more ways than one. But uh, it has like this booming like orchestral Mm. score throughout and so the first shot is like it panning back from his face and it's like this extravagant room of very bizarre the milk bar yeah and it was like very artsy and futuristic and like it's this weird heightened society kind of thing you know you just get a because they're at the they're at the front of it or whatever Mm -hmm. the center of it 
And it, and I literally was like, this is going to be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> this movie <laughs> is going to be so fucking annoying. <laughs> and I'd like to think that I was correct. <laughs> it's like these characters need to be the most annoying in mm-hmm. any given situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I, I feel like what you're kind of saying is almost the movie is going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. But like, I... At first, I'm like, I mean, there is, I'll be honest, like, there is some stuff in the movie that is super fucking annoying also for uh, me, too. A lot of it. For me, too. It's very annoying. I'm not as maybe annoyed by it as you are, but there is a lot of shit that's super and fucking annoying. And I think that it's, like, it's slightly intentional, for yeah. sure. Which, but it, there's questions with exactly. that. Exactly. Like, there exactly. Are, <laughs> a lot of this is so intentional, but, like, there are questions. So, like, um... But yeah, like it just seems like the character's goal and what they're sort of representing is to be the most annoying in any given situation. Yeah. And I, I wrote that down and thought of that as like the moment when he is trying to get into the rich woman's cat, the rich cat lady's mm. apartment or whatever, yeah. and he's banging the fucking male slot. Oh my god! And I'm just like, God, these people have to be the most annoying. But there are people like this, and I'm sure this is what the movie is, you know, talking about. But again, doesn't get away with it because it's still annoying. Still annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying, and also like right after I like said this movie is going to be annoying. Like then I was after I had seen several minutes of the film, I was like, men are so annoying <laughs> because then I it was like a scene where it's like these crazy fucking criminals. I'm gonna call them straight up criminals. Yeah. yeah serial rapists like they're fucking insane murderers now like he murders somebody so like it's a scene with like him the most annoying person and then like oh my god his fucking anytime he has another interaction with another man and it's like his uh corrections officer who's like assaulting him sexually assaulting him kind of like Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable but, like, any scene with, like, dudes talking to dudes, everybody is just trying to out-man and be annoying. <laughs> I'm like, God, this is such an extreme. And, like, ah, uh, it's hard because it's, like, I think Stanley Kubrick is a smart enough person and filmmaker because he's very political to, like, have overt... Uh, like sequences of rape like it's a lot there's extended ones there's like it's three or four times prominently featured a woman being like ripped clothes off of like if it is you could be like no there's only one fool because there's penetration if you are saying that to me you need severe help yeah but there but but there are dudes who say that shit yeah oh yeah they're focusing on, like, the assault aspect yes. more than the, the sex, yes. necessarily. Um, which, I'm not giving it a pass. I'm, no. even, I'm even saying that that may make it more disturbing. Well, I think That they're he's just a, focusing on the assault. I think he's a smart enough director to, like, put those things in there to make you feel uncomfortable. But then also make a movie that is so about hyper-masculinity and like it's like showing that look all of this is wrong but you can make a movie like that but <laughs> it's still just kind of i don't think it helps anything it's like look at these crazy heightened archetypes that already exist in society and people are like yeah that's bad but because it's so heightened it's not going to change anything and those people fixate on those ideas and look up to them 
Yeah. So it's like, I think he may have been well-intended for some stuff, but like the culture surrounding it got darker. The world got darker and they praise it. And I'm not saying everybody again. Like, I'm going to just talk There's a subsect that obviously comes along with talking about this movie. I'm stoned and sassy and I'm going to get into a big rant in a little bit, but let's talk a little more notes for a while. Yeah, I... I like I totally felt like this is holding up a mirror to masculinity in general yeah. because well 71 too this was made yeah right that's such a huge topic. I think this yeah I th- I think and I'll talk about it later I think this movie has a lot to do with Vietnam too mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure scholars have written about that I'm not a scholar it's just something I took away from we just stone. two stoners uh, <laughs> who watched it and have looked nothing into it you're right uh, <laughs> I've seen it once before and liked it when I saw it once before. Uh, but I watched the whole thing. I didn't turn it off after 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I, I do I do think it's holding up a mirror and saying, like, this is problematic. And they're saying it's systemic, too, because, like, he's being molested and the government isn't. However, yeah. it's not giving him a pass because he's still a murderer and a psychopath. So I'm not saying, like, because it's systemic, we should feel bad for him. Yeah, well, because um, think of how many... There's always that thing, like, when... I, how many fucking crime shows have I watched? Like, you know... Yeah. Uh, like, all of that stuff. We just finished watching The Staircase. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, there's so many things where it's, like, mental health. Like, if there's a serial killer and they're like, oh, well, they were molested as a child. They were taken advantage of, oh, they this, this, that. And I'm like, yeah, but there are so many other people who have those horrible things happen to them. And they don't fucking kill a person. Right. They don't become rapists. You killers. know, they, right, don't, right. they don't act on those right. things because they're not projecting it onto other people. Like, they're not hurting other people. Just because it's just because it's in, uh, systemic doesn't mean I know you get that, a pass. I know that being a shitty person that can be like very early like things that snowball into making you that kind of person, like making you have this form of a mental illness and like fixation and escapism, like all this shit. But <laughs> it's not excused <laughs> because mm-hmm. you still did it. You're a dick. Right, 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 exactly. And then then it just begs the question, it's like, well, okay, so you're holding up a mirror to a dick, but we're following this dick. Does that make it... Are you glorifying the asshole? But but you're not. You're clearly not. (laughs) But by just, I don't know. So then then it begs the question, you know, that I think we could just start looking into here. Is something like this, is this movie not saying that, like we need to get rid of this movie or anything like this because we don't but like is something like this dangerous mm-hmm. when there are people that are going to latch on to the first 45 minutes that, and hold that as see that's the whole thing it's like the censorship thing um it can exist like i think the intention was a certain way i think mm-hmm. it's exactly. it's the it's the way some people perceive it it's yeah, it's gonna not, have its it's own not gonna. Group. You can't you can't shelter anybody because away there, from that. There are so, a lot of people who I'm sure look at this movie with a scope of like, oh my gosh, look how political this movie right. is. Right. Look how like reflective of morality it is. Like I, I understand it. Right. Like right. I can say right. I think I can say all these really funny generalized 
tropes and like judgments on people because I understand why people could like this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not my personal preference, but I think I can have an educated, like, informed discussion about how yeah. it is not okay. <laughs> right. In certain... I don't know. I just don't think it was successful overall, mm. in my opinion. Mm. But, yeah, and then it can... Ah, just the people I've heard talk about it. Are the most annoying. Yes. Can <laughs> I just, like, do my rant? Give, give it to me. I'm okay. ready for it. I've never done this in my whole notebook of, like, stoned notes. Like, we get blazed, watch the whole movie, get blazed again, and talk about it. And it was not that far, I guess, right before it was just, are you fucking kidding me? I think that was, like, the first they extended scene where they were ripping a woman's clothes off on a stage. And it was very disturbing. And I was like, already I got to deal with this shit? It's just so aggressive. Mm. But I started ranting in my notebook. And I'm going to just read it verbatim. Hopefully I wasn't too stoned where it makes sense. (laughs) Okay, give it to me. I cannot stand groups of dudes that think being shitty and violent for no reason is exercising some larger intellectual meaning. They talk nonstop and rape and kill to prove some level of chaos balancing society or whatever bullshit they're into. But it doesn't mean any of that. Those people are assholes. And this movie is showing it in some artistic way. So all the fucking edgelords out there can wear a little bowler hat for Halloween every year and send women death threats online. Because it's glorified. And I'm not saying this movie is doing that, but this movie is so open and artistically broad that there are groups of people (laughs) who see it as an inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like when they take art too seriously. It's like that art versus reality thing. And they just like get what You know those fucking theater kids who get way too into a role. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure someone has met a kid who would probably wear a bowler hat all the time and pretend he's fucking uh, McDowell from this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like my big rant on just those groups of people who make these movies difficult, right? To evaluate right. because, like, literally that Q and A, there were dudes and there were multiple of these types of questions who wanted him to describe in detail how it was filming the rape scenes how it was like it was very uncomfortable questions yeah about something that is supposed to be fictional yeah they wanted like gruesome details like almost asking for permission to ask like what was it like to simulate a rape scene mm. and like and the literal person who was in charge of the q a was like um let's not ask weird questions like that yeah And it kept happening. And so I'm like, this movie has inspired some bizarre... Yes. (laughs) ...fascination to a concerning level for certain groups of people. Mm -hmm. Now that I got that heavy shit out of the way, I could just chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think think you're 
you're 100% on. And then, like, what the the big question, and it's this, it's still the same question of, like, does Kruger get away from, get away with it, mm-hmm. is it's, like, does it matter because they are the bad guys? Does it matter that this happened? They are the bad guys. And if you don't get it, you know, it's a bigger question. And I don't, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. And I mean, maybe again, by the end of this, we'll have an answer if he gets away with it or not. It sucks but I that, just like, don't know. Like, I just don't know. It sucks that we, like, don't have him, in, him as a person, Kubrick, like, in a modern era. Because, like, we don't know who he would have been later on in his life. Right. Like, modern times. Like, maybe he would have been a big piece of shit. Maybe a bunch of shit would have come out about it. If he was that, then we would see this movie as exploitive and terrible. And wrong, yeah. But if he was somebody who was still taking, like, risks in filmmaking, but in a very still, like, uh, prestigious director and who was, like, a good person, we would be like, he was using... Like, you know, we could have informed what it was about. And I know you don't... You shouldn't ever, like... I I guess you should keep it separate, like, the art itself. But, like, the art has the blood of the director in it. Mm -hmm. You know? It Mm -hmm. has to be well-intentioned. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's It's wild. It's a wild question. (laughs) Man, I feel like we really spent, like, this first half hour really getting into that. that, The meat. That question. Yes. (laughs) Dude, this is probably the most, like, on-point episode we've ever been able to, like, hear about. And I'm fucking fried green tomatoes right now (laughs) i don't know how i'm doing any of this (laughs) Uh, shout out to blueberry headband is the strain this week we smoked it yeah we don't really smoke that much that got uh, us there got me there it was pretty fun fuck i am fried (laughs) (laughs) what else you got in there it's our next appearance of Singing in the Rain, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, what a dark fucking... We should have been keeping track how many times that song has been in the movies. I feel like this is the fourth mention on the AFI list. Of it. So, right. actual Singing in the Rain and then three other films reference it. Maybe, no. There might be four, four movies that reference it, it and then there's actual Singing in the Rain. It's just uh, Singing in the Rain is the most referenced movie on this list within movies on the list. It's I crazy think. because like we've gotten like one Godfather and like one um, Gone with the Wind. Right. But <laughs> Singing in the Rain is such a huge thing. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking shit show. I hated this movie and like it calls back to one that I love so much on this <laughs> list. Like that whole episode where you're just like, this was so good. You know? Yeah, and this whole thing is singing the rain. It's in the movie like four times. Yeah, he sings it a lot. Yeah. He loves raping and killing to that song. <laughs> and taking baths. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's so young in this. Yeah. He's probably spo- he's probably pretty close to the age that he's supposed to Yeah, he's probably like twenty. Be. Yeah, he's and he's probably supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen in the movie. Like he's probably pretty close. It's wild. Yeah. Honestly, I think uh Malcolm McDowell is like perfectly cast in this movie. He he is kind of a weirdo fucking yeah. guy, so like it's almost like he is he was the only one that ever could have played this role, honestly. Literally, like he must have been so down for like the craft of Kubrick's vision or something because he allowed them to put those eye clamps on his eyeballs. Yeah. Um, that's a big yikes. A I, lot of times. A lot of times. There's a whole section of the period, movie, yeah. Putting drops in his eyes. 
That is absolutely bonkers to me. I, we both hate eyeball stuff. Like, we I hate eyeball, hate freaks eyeball me stuff. Out. It freaks oh. me out. Eyeball stuff freaks me out. And it was extended. Like, yeah. I could see it for a second, but it was so much of it. And, like, that scene, he's, like, going crazy and making nauseous. And I know he fucking did it because it made me nauseous. Yeah. It, Like, it's just looking at him the whole time. Right. You don't even see what he's looking at. Yeah. And I'm like... which again is like effective right it's effective filmmaking so it's like i can't hate the movie but i don't like it yeah that's the the conditioning section is my favorite section of the movie it's the most effective it's rough because it's like it's like a horror movie like this movie is it is a horror movie like if you well, we were at a it. horror convention when I yeah. saw that panel. Yeah, like, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, we could say it. Um, but, like, that's, like, the section that's just, like, it's so crazy. Like, obviously, yeah. the first 45 minutes where it's, like, the Rape and Kill Fest is crazy. But, like, we see that in movies. Like, yeah. the conditioning stuff was crazy. <laughs> Literally, like, I mean, I did have some, I, as a woman, <laughs> I had a lot of issues with, like, the rape scene. It was just, it's so... Oh, no, I'm not saying that it, it gets a pass. I'm just saying oh, that, yeah. that we unfortunately see that in movies all the time. I'm not saying it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just, like, so much. Yeah, I just don't think we need it anymore. <laughs> and, like, yes, it, it is in a way to, like, show, like, how fucked up it is, but, like, Dude, it sucks. It was in there so many times. I was like, Jesus Christ, men suck. Uh, (laughs) I got so nauseous as soon as those little clampy things were on his eyeballs. And they showed them inserting it. it, And I was like, oh, you sick bastard. Yeah. Literally, Kubrick's a crazy man. Like, he knows exactly what is going to make his audiences freak the fuck out. Squirm. Literally, my eyeballs hurt so bad just thinking about it. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I hate eyeballs. It's so nasty. <laughs> I don't. I don't like eyeball stuff either. It grows me out. Freaks me oh out. It was hard to watch in this. I watched it, but it was hard to watch in this. Uh, gross. But again, I think that's why I guess I like that scene section of the movie or whatever because it freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. No, they did it. Like the nausea elements. I felt nauseous during it. I was stoned out of my mind. I'm like, oh, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely terrible. Uh, when you said earlier, um, sort of about like the guys that walk around and like they make it hyper intellectual to cause chaos, yes, you know, uh, it made me think too. Do you think like sort of their nonsense speak that almost kind of makes sense in mm-hmm. the movie, but you can kind of figure out what they're talking about? But like, um, they they have nonsense speak. Do you think this is like another? thing of like this teenage boy hyper intellectualism where like they're almost saying nonsense words that they don't they don't understand yeah and like it, it to sound smarter I think or whatever part of it is like extreme slang from wherever they are because mm-hmm. like people in the uk they have a, like mm-hmm. very specific thing i right. think it's a combination of that and then an altered like lingo thing for this futuristic like youth culture mm-hmm. Because there is a divide. It's a divide between, like, generations. That The movie covers that, too. They keep saying, like, the old or the young people want to crush the old people, but the mm. old people are actually crushing the young people. And it's, like, this whole, like, divide or whatever. Um, but I think 
they are making it very it, it reminds me of like those 80s movies like uh, Heathers or something the fucking Christian Slater mm-hmm. is just talking out of his head constantly and he wants to cause chaos mm-hmm. it's that same thing it's like no you're a bad person right but you're enjoyable to watch because you're an insane person mm-hmm. and he gets his in the end so mm-hmm. it's satisfying yeah. right uh, he, he's alive in the end of this one he does. Not sad. He's crazy. He's a little <laughs> fucked up because we see him have like a spasm. <laughs> he a, a little crazy. Yeah. Um, he'll probably be locked up for the rest of his life. But yeah, I do think like the way they talk to each other, there is always, there are always these kids who are like, I figured out life and I'm young, but like they haven't experienced anything. Right. And like they're not, I think they even go into it. Like he doesn't realize they, they beat up that fucking dude and they rape his wife in front of him and so he's permanently in a wheelchair for the rest of his life and she's dead did she kill herself or he just said she couldn't take it so either something broke down in her body yeah because they said it was pneumonia so that she got yeah. something so either something broke or she or yeah it was results from that it right. was so traumatic that she died and so like he comes back in there and i think he like he has that like childlike brain still where he doesn't understand like that the, you're ruining lives right he has taking no lives away yeah. because he's not experienced a life right he's just wandered around with his friends and not seen the consequences of his action and he's only been to juvie before like he doesn't care and then he, when he's in prison he's just looking for a way to get out he doesn't think it's it's cause it's not a big deal Nothing's a big deal. I think I think this whole movie is through like the until lens. he starts getting the shit kicked out of him. Yes. Fuck yeah, that was satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this whole movie is through the lens of like a teenage boy. Yeah. Because of like the way the violence and you just you know you, teenage boy has violence. all this pent up yeah. aggression. Everything is sexual or sex or naked. You know, like everything because His- you're. You're just horny all the time as a teenage boy, you know, like he's into music and tits. Like yeah, literally. Right, but right. it's like his music's Beethoven. He loves Beethoven, but like he still has a shrine of tits in his cell. And Beethoven. And Beethoven. <laughs> there are like two different pictures of Beethoven and then a wall of tits. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think this whole thing is just like this is not only holding up a lens or holding up a mirror to the male uh gender but young male but like also it's through the lens of a teenage boy yeah yeah because it's yeah because everything is sex everything all the time is like sex and the violence and the way they look at things the way he narrates and also like he doesn't use the word rape ever he calls it in out in out yeah constantly and i'm like that's such a childish way of not putting the severity ever even when he's out of prison he still calls it that Mm mm-hmm and that's so fucking gross and like disgusting and i'm like yes this is a little boy who never he he never got reprimanded like permanently you know like his parents are kind of distant with him he's a bad kid yeah he locks himself away complete isolation only to have like limit unlimited control or like a i don't know what i want to say like I'm too stoned. <laughs> but, like, he's locked himself in his room. And so what he does is just what his young boy brain decides would be fun. Right. Fuck shit up and 
fuck women. Right. And, like, the, and, yeah, the sexual aggression that might be repressed might be because he's being raped and groomed by his parole officer. It's gross. Like, it, it, in it, and I mean, the movie's showing that men get away with everything. It's showing too. that men get away with everything, but also that, like, I don't know. He doesn't have a he doesn't have like a relationship with anyone. His friends have the same beliefs as them and they can't like expose their emotions. They can't expose mm. what there's not an outlet for their emotions. So I think it is showing that as well. It's like, well, if you just have dudes being dudes the whole time, their potential can get crazy mm-hmm. because they're not forming bonds with people like he's distant from parents he doesn't have friends or anything even all of his authority figures are taking advantage of him so it's like they can't share their emotion they have to be tough and they gotta fuck some shit up and then you go to prison Mm. (laughs) and then you fucking watch a bunch of fucked up shit with your eyeballs stapled to your face oh my god it was so gross (laughs) i can't get over it uh there's some fun just associated like imagery in the movie like a couple of things i really caught on to was sort of like (laughs) the religious people being shown as like nazis yes like he has the red patch on his arm Mm. when he's being like talked to by the priest the priest is like almost standing over the the youth like a like a nazi youth thing and they have like the iron cross they use as like the cross and i was like getting like serious nazi vibes from well, the church show, service they show hitler within it as well right like so it's not it's not so i think he like wants it to be more obvious right because it's he's so like obvious. look yeah i'm gonna show you this scene and then right after that i'm gonna show you a clip of hitler and so hopefully your brain makes these connections and yeah and then they're like trying to cure him with religion and there's so much violence already in, in religion, religion that he's like grasps onto it and it's like no wonder so he's many like, like i love religion literally <laughs> he fucks his wives like uh handmaidens he you know like he's just imagining himself like fucking women pillaging villages <laughs> like killing betraying right. brothers like he's putting himself in these biblical stories in the crazy violence mm. because men have always been depicted as violent yes. and wrong and it's like jeez but like of right. course he latches onto it and then it gets to like the systemic question of like why do you think so many fucking like a hyper aggressive dudes do latch onto religion and that's a whole wow. bigger fucking question to start oh taking my apart. God. Um, oh, and if you have anything you want to say to us because of what we're saying, feel free to send that email over to anhighlist <laughs> at gmail.com. I will read your fucking dis- like your uh, debates. Yeah. But be respectful. <laughs> yeah, we'll delete the death threats. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, the thing about like the death threats is like the level of internet and anonymity i can't say it anonymity anonymity it's a hard word to say um has i i see so many people who are women who are just like yeah i get death threats constantly because they have boobs right you know and if any part of cleavage or something shows they're like you are slut burn in hell die and it's like wow and it's like date me and they're like no i don't feel comfortable with that <laughs> you should die and it's like oh my god yeah. aggro there's just so much aggro shit and that's why like now modern times watching a movie like this 
and knowing it's hard. It, it's difficult because like, it's because it's real. <laughs> my my like cultural experience makes that film more difficult for me to watch just because of like modern day vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't have to like it though. Right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then like sort of the last thing that they do like that is like how they have the bullies, the other his droogs become cops. Yeah, and it's just like says it all. They're like, oh, we just make the violent youth yeah. the cops now. Yeah, like and it's very telling. Well, then it's saying stuff. yeah, it's saying like the politics are so fucked up that they're like making it like a almost like a mob right. mentality. It's like we need bad people to enforce our word. Mm. And like fuck people up, right? And, and then then it begs the question: Is like, is that what's our, is that the futuristic thing, or is that what's already happening? It's already now? happening, you know, now, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, those those are just some of like the things that I like really grabbed onto, like near the yeah. end of like some of those imageries. I'm really sad that like we didn't get. How old was he when he died, Kubrick? I don't know. I just wish we had a little bit more from him. You know, like yeah, it was I want very quiet. He I think he would have made maybe documentaries and stuff. You know, like if he was in modern time, like that man's brain is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like when people say if you could alive or dead have dinner with any one person. I feel like now my answer would be like Stanley Kubrick because I just want to pick his brain. Right. Like I don't even need full answers to things. Like there's so many questions I could ask him. Right. Like The Shining. What's it fucking supposed to mean? We all have fun theories. (laughs) Yeah. But like just tell me. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, The fucking moon landing. Tell me everything about the moon landing. That's what I would go in first. I'm like if anything uh, like I want to know I want to know all the shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What else do you know about the government? (laughs) Um, I feel like I would talk to him because he just has a very interesting brain. Mm-hmm. Because like, Doctor Strangelove was a fucking weird movie, right? <laughs> but it said so many things without saying it. And uh, like I think this movie is, but instead of not, like without saying it, now they're beating you over the head with it. Yeah, but they're saying the thing. I asked you during the movie, like, what is there specifically one thing? That this movie is remembered for culturally that maybe would make it on the list. Because sometimes it's usually like, oh, this uh, Best Days of Our Lives, it was like the cultural cultural significance and impact of war and returning home. Mm -hmm. That was like a topic. That was like a big thing. But like this one has like kind of a lot of them. Right? Yeah, I think I think the main ones the main one I took away was Vietnam. That this was right after Vietnam and it's like you had young people that you sent and showed them real horror, so like the conditioning, and then they came back and then they were it weren't wanted. Which Mm -hmm. is sort of what they're showing when he comes back Mm -hmm. from the conditioning and he gets kicked out by his parents. That's true. You know, and then the the old people are beating him up and he's not wanted anywhere. And I feel like it's a Vietnam allegory type thing. There's so many Vietnam things in this. Like, it's just wild. I feel like Vietnam was so, like impactful i mean all of the world wars and everything were like impactful for american culture but like vietnam was something 
strange and different. Vietnam like, was just like bad. It was horror. It was like it was like all the wars are violent. Horror, well, but yeah, like, but there was something, and then there was something about how very televised this sinister, one was. Sinister. It was manipulative, almost yes. to society and yes. people at home, and they like lied about so many things. It, and it's, but showed us so much graphic stuff yes. on TV. It just be the world became dark, right? And I think this that. movie is a reflection of that. Ooh, yikes! Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty telling. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Wild. Hmm. Do you have anything else to say about it? No. <laughs> no I don't. I got a, some. I got my. I have my answer to the Kubrick question. Sure. But we'll cover that when oh. we get to the rating. Word. Yeah. Um. Let's go over to Munchy Time. I think this week we just want to give a general shout out. Yeah, to a dinner we had yesterday. And we were high for it, so it counts. Yeah. Because when we do these episodes today, it's like during the day, kind of. Now it's late, but like we were watching the movie during the day. Yeah, we're, we're just eating lunch. Like, it's not exciting. Yeah. Um, we did get blazed out of our minds and watched some Smackdown in Sin City and yeah. had biscuits and gravy. <laughs> oh my god. We had biscuits and gravy. The most so like good. wonderful, like Midwest american southern food like uh, my stoned ass was cracking up so hard when we were standing over the fucking counter just ripping biscuits because we wanted biscuits. to get the goo in there we wanted to get the gravy yeah, cover you... all the biscuits so we're just like ripping apart these hot biscuits ripping biscuits ripping biscuits like yeah i understand that people can put like a biscuit on their plate and cover it with gravy but it's like no rip the biscuits when they're piping hot then drizzle some gravy on top so then every bite has the perfect amount yeah. Come on. We were, I Classy. was fucking cracking up last night when we were doing that. It was, it was so, so funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, my fingers are so, like, I was like, it's not that hot. And I'm like, ah, ah, it's hot. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hot after, like, two biscuits. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special shout out to the dinner of biscuits and gravy. It was hella good. Hella good. All right. Munchy time. How fun. Um, So you have an answer to the question of, did Kubrick get away with it? For what the subject matter depict. I know he didn't intend. <sighs> does he? Here's my thing. I think in a way he does he, get away with yeah. it. But here's what I'm saying. I don't think he gets away with it like I'm giving it a pass or whatever. I think he gets away with it because if this movie wasn't Kubrick, it would not be on the list. Yeah. And I think that is Tell the me. answer that like. And then like also like no wonder that like Kubrick got. The Shining after this movie. I he, I think he did that stuff in between or whatever, but like, no wonder the A Warner Brothers people movie. were like, yeah, have him do The Shining. Like, duh. Uh, but I think, yeah, him, he gets away with it because if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be here. Yeah. So I think that's why he gets a pass. And I don't know if it's warranted, but he does like, get it, I think. I guess now that I have like... We've talked about it. I do think he he as a director gets away with it because like I can see in a filmmaking sense, I can see what he wanted to do with the movie and I think he was successful with it because like I was nauseated during those sequences, like when you're supposed to feel mm-hmm. nauseated. Oh hello printer. <laughs> um so I think he gets away with it. What I don't think the film gets away with is like specific clarity so that groups of people won't perceive it in an incorrect way. Yeah. It's it's more the frustrations I have from it stem more from like 
the perceptions of ignorant groups of people who glorify the mm. stuff that he is like trying to reflect in a negative light people are like oh yeah anarchy <laughs> right, they take, they're still taking the wrong thing yeah. it's too much and i know most people don't thing. do that but like it, it is shocking when you are at those like conventions full of like that specific genre of people who like really love these films and you see not one but several people who are glorifying it yeah. and like want to know the sensation of it and like may have already you know you don't know these people's right. lives yeah. are when does fantasy bleed over yeah. into reality so it's like that's just scary <laughs> as a woman i like to be cautious at all times right and seeing this movie like have that effect on people is very unsettling yeah but it is. like i the- agree i agree it's so it's it's unsettling sort of what it has done yeah yeah yeah. What were you going to say? You were yeah. going to say something after that. I don't think so. Oh, okay. My brain just... <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it is. Yeah, I think unsettling was a good word. Like, I I, I latched on hard to that. But, mm-hmm. like, I think I... I don't think the movie is dangerous in that... For any normal, well-adjusted person, it is not... It, yeah, it's like you can't... You never know what the weirdos are going to glom on to. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I thought there was that fucking hilarious joke in uh, the new Kevin Smith, the Jane Silent Bob reboot, yeah. where Fred Armisen's chicken nuggets are like <laughs> yes. the chicken nuggets of the hate group or whatever. Yeah. Or his tater tots become hater tots, yes. and and the white uh, power group gloms onto it. You never know what the weirdos are gonna yeah. like attract to. So like, I feel like I almost because I'm such like a anti censorship and. You know, uh, art should be dangerous type person. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously mm-hmm. saying that like we can't help it like, that like people have glommed onto the movie. The movie should exist as it is. Yeah. But it is unsettling to see how much has mm-hmm. been taken away from this movie. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's a battle. It's a battle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild one, and I think because we had such like a literally we usually are all over the place with tangents and it's pretty much been almost an hour of just non-stop yeah we were like <laughs> are having a filmic discussion on this and i think that's why it's probably on the list like yep. it, it it opens it up to these questions yes and like why do people feel the need to like see themselves in someone who can wreak havoc because maybe they feel no control in their own lives mm. 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 yes indeed Indeed. Indeed. Well, now that we've uh, talked your ears off with this amazing banter. <laughs> Are you going to rate this? I think we should rate it. What do you got? I don't like this movie. Great. So my rating's going to be low. Mm-hmm. I just said, like, if you feel some dissatisfaction with my rating, no, I respect it enough because I talked about it at length. I'm giving this movie, oh, I don't know what it's going to be. I guess one orange out of five oranges. <laughs> I don't know what the orange has to do. If you guys want to let me know, email us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just giving it one because I don't want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. Yeah. I get like... it. Of all the Kubrick, I, I like his stuff. But I also didn't love 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, mm. I didn't love it. You didn't love Strangelove. I didn't you liked love a lot of Strange stuff in it, but... I like things he does, but it's just not my cup of tea mm-hmm. to, like, put on. I love The Shining. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to explore some of his other stuff. 
Because I haven't seen everything he's done. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, I give it a one out of five. Dang. Mm -hmm. Low. Low. Yeah. How high is yours? I'm curious. I'm still pretty high. Uh, I'm going to give this, uh, and we didn't talk about it, but I'll elaborate if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to give this four muscly austin powers out of five muscly austin powers <laughs> holy shit did not that guy look like a muscly austin powers why did we not talk about it because i literally in my brain was like is that austin powers and then i'm like why is he so ripped that goes and answers the door for it and carries him in yeah oh my god muscly austin powers that is an astute observation, Matt. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I've given it four out of five. I really like it. I, I still have problems with Kubrick in that, like, I don't really like so much of his art, artsier choices. Mm-hmm. And I do think that, like, the section before the conditioning, but after the really scary 45 minutes, the opening 45 minutes, yeah. there's still, like, a half hour that's super fucking boring yes. before the conditioning stuff yes. happens. Uh, so like it, it isn't perfect and yeah I, the artsy choices it's really long it's really long <laughs> two hours it's and 17 really long. minutes I wish this was an hour and a half I wish there was a lot gone in the first 45 minutes um because it's like I get it yeah. I get it you know you could trim it a little <laughs> um but like yeah it just I wish it was shorter it has a lot of two choices but I like it you know like I and I I have one, it's like I 100% agree with everything you're saying, yeah. but that's why I would give it a 4 exactly. out of 5. Exactly. Because we had this discussion, this is why I would give it a 4 out of 5. For sure. I, I liked this movie the first time I saw it. I like this movie now. I feel like when mm-hmm. I saw it, even as a teenage boy, I didn't, I wasn't watching it like a... Pervert. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I, I liked, <laughs> I liked like the second half, like mm-hmm. after the movie wakes up again. Uh, <laughs> you like when it's a horror movie. I like when it's a horror movie because yeah. it's me. Um... So, yeah, I've always liked this movie, or always, even after seeing it once, always considered that I've liked this movie. I still like this movie. I think it's got a lot to say. I think it's upsetting. I think it's on purpose, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. it works. Um, it is a little unsettling I'm, what's been taken away from it, but I do think enough of it is effective for what it's supposed to be. And I do like, you know, movies that are angry and not that, like, not in the way that the char- Alex character is angry. In the way that the film is showing all the societal problems is angry. angry. Uh, I like movies that kind of beat you over the head with aggression like that. So I like this one. Still. Yeah, see, you enjoy that. Like, I I think a movie can be successful, but I don't have to like it. Be- it's mm-hmm. that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we both think it's a successful thing. You enjoy those aggression kind of things. I don't enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like meaningless violence i don't Mm. i don't i'm not into it it's like a horror movie with a person who was just killing to kill and it's kind of annoying like i I, those aren't my favorites you know like i don't need it yeah but yeah awesome this is like the biggest i think uh divide we've had yeah Mm -hmm. yeah dope (laughs) (laughs) yeah big oh big divide that's what i was this is like our biggest i think one right it has to be I don't think there's been... We've disagreed on a lot of them, but we haven't fully... Yeah, I'm not sure. ...split this way. There's probably four of them where we split this way, and I just Yeah, here's the goddamn thing. I'm high all the time. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what I gave 2001 a space, honestly. I don't know. Because sometimes when I'm really stoned and I love our conversation, I feel like I'm in love with our conversation more than the actual movie. (laughs) I think that's how the rating goes. And I love this conversation, but I ain't gonna give it a five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Excellent. so next time we have number 47, we're getting so close to 50, I'm excited. 
Uh, 47 is Taxi Driver. <laughs> so I'm just getting all of the fucking super aggro male movies that I've been waiting for my whole life. <laughs> they just put both of them together for you. You said, like, it's funny because they also put a lot of fire directors back to back because it's like Kubrick and then Scorsese and then Spielberg. Spielberg. Then Walt Disney. Then Walt Disney. <laughs> so it's like, we're getting some classics up in here and like, the first two are heavy classics. Right. And I'm a similar thing like how the last episode I left it. I haven't seen this one, but I also may have like some pretense. I actually don't really have any pretenses for this one. I just know it's going to be pretty rough. Can't wait to watch it with you. Yeah. I was so excited to watch this one with you. Dudes. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that one with you. And I can't wait for our discussion I can't afterwards. fucking wait to watch fucking Snow White. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, Jaws too. I can't wait to watch Jaws. Yeah. That's, oh my god. That's coming up very soon. Very, very soon. Yeah, we're in a fun section. I like the section um, we're in. Fun in quotes for me. <laughs> fun for like the podcast. I guess so, yeah. Because, like, well, it's very recognizable titles. Like, we just did fucking Birth of a Nation. We just did this. We're going to follow it up with Taxi Driver, which is literally we're going to watch in 2020. Like, right now. Like, and then and then we're going to watch, like, the first Disney movie and the Spielberg classic. Like, what a time we're going to be swimming in with these movies. Yeah, there's going to be lots of swimmies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on social media. Instagram at AFHighList. Facebook, you can if you want. It's useless. That thing. I, I just Facebook. wait until I can just delete it. I hate Facebook so much. Uh, but yeah, Instagram, if you just DM us, and I'll talk to you. Because <laughs> I love Instagram. Um, yeah, until next time. We've been high. Want to get stoned again? Yes. Let's go. Hi. <laughs>